This show contains strong language and sexual content. If you're a minor looking for information or help without all the grown-up stuff, visit mygayagendapodcast.com for resources. This episode contains discussion of terminal illness, death of a sibling, separation, weight loss and fat phobia, Packers, COVID-19, surgery, and religion. It also contains discussion about the LGBTQIA plus community, but you probably figured that out already. It's right in the title. Monday, we're super gay. Tuesday is also gay. Wednesday is still pretty gay. And Thursday, I have a night class. Friday, we continue to be gay. Saturday is the gayest day. Sunday, yeah, it's still gay, but we also record a podcast. Hello and welcome to My Gay Agenda, an investigative podcast where we interview the queer community. My name is Jay. My name is CJ and we are your co-conspirators in planning our world domination and figuring out what cishet people think it is we're doing. Oh, but CJ, what's on the buy schedule today besides me forgetting my own name, apparently? (laughs) (laughs) Listen, we all gotta have those days just... Rip up your credit cards, toss them in the ocean, start fresh. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so what that's, I'm doing. That's the first thing on the buy schedule for today. We're just completely changing our identities and starting over in another land. Okay. Uh, but then once we're done that, we're going to talk to MDOT. Hello. And then we're going to play a game. Hello, MDOT. Hi. How are you today? I'm tired and i'm awake and everything is great isn't that the contradictory uh experience of the world like i am tired and i'm also awake now (laughs) yeah it's the worst i've gotten so used to waking up like super early because i of i work from home and Mm. my job has been offering a lot of overtime and Mm. i'm like yes give give me the the cash please um so i've been getting up at like 6 30 and now i just wake up then without wanting to oh yeah that's the problem yeah. like i i don't first time like i just now the other day became employed again after a year and a half on furlough Oof. um so thank you panini for everything you've done um but like, even then, I was still waking up at the same time I would wake up for work before I got for load. It's like, this is a fucking joke. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Body. Body, you could do anything right now. What are we doing here? And I'm still like, oh, it's 10 o'clock. <sighs> I'm real tired. Time to go to... Let's party. You got, you got fancy fired. Let's party. Fancy fired? <laughs> oh my it's god. Ba- I never heard it called that. Is. <laughs> Just extremely convoluted fired. Being, being on furlough is just like that. No, we didn't We didn't break up, but we are on a break. Yeah, that's it, isn't it? Oh my God, that's perfect. <laughs> that's exactly it, because I did eventually wind up leaving that company. So it's like, this is gonna, they're like, we're on a break. And I'm like, mm, this break has been lasting a little while. We might as well uh, call it off here, seal the deal. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, tell us a little about you, Endot. Okay. Uh, I am a musician who I live in the Philadelphia area. Uh, I've been playing music, uh, I guess, semi-professionally in that I've done it and gotten paid for it, but I'm not like a touring artist for reasons which will probably come up later. Uh, I've been doing it for 20 years at this point. Nice. Occasionally a freelance writer. Uh, I play bass in a band called Take Today. Uh, with my friend Joe. It's his band. I just play bass in it. I sing in a band called Danger Club, which is... Danger Club. Yeah. It's a I'm, I'm not a fan of the name per se because there's like five other things called that. So if you... It's not great SEO. Oh, yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah. That, that gets a little tough with the name of our podcast, TBH, but we're not changing it. <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine. And uh, so I, I just sing and write lyrics in that. And then I have my own project where I do everything in it called how i became invisible which is pretty much my main focus and has been for the last let's say year and a half i can't imagine what's happened in that last year and a half but that's been the focus it's so funny how a year and a half keeps coming back up now in august of 2021 that's crazy but um 
yeah, so that's pretty much what I do. And also, I am a online uh, shit poster, I guess. Nice. <laughs> that I have a Twitter account, and I have over a thousand followers at this point, which isn't that many in the grand scheme of things. But I don't know why they follow me because all I do is, you know, post really dumb jokes that no one likes or shares and talk about uh, punk rock and wrestling. So <laughs> I don't know. Listen, based on my experience of mostly Jeff Stormer podcast extraordinaire being in my feed, wrestling's really hot right now. So maybe everyone's just there for the wrestling takes. Though the shit posting sounds extremely good. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, like it's, to... it's possible. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, I would like to thank you for my new dream job, which is um, in-person shit poster. As opposed to, <laughs> I want, that's what I want to do. I want to figure out how to do that. But Jay, you already went to college for theater arts. <laughs> I was going to say, isn't that just a stand-up comedian? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. you're right. <laughs> I'm gonna it's go to stand up, open mics, but I'm gonna introduce myself as a as a in person shit poster. That that would fucking roll. <laughs> Honestly, like I'd I'd throw all my even though mon- throwing money is not a thing you do at a stand up comedian, I'd still do it. It should be. It should be. Why are we not doing that? <laughs> I would do it as a heckle though. Like someone who sucks, you throw a dollar at him. Like, Here's the dollar. Tell me a funnier joke. <laughs> I, I will take up that offer for, I've, I mean, you'll have to throw something a little more than a dollar, like throw a five or a 10, but like, golly, sure. I'll get, if well, that's why it's, to... a, it's a dollar because it's insulting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's fair point. That, that's the excuse I'll use for why I'm not funnier than I am because nobody's paid me enough to do so. Mm. It's a solid, solid excuse. Once yes. I start seeing that commission, then maybe I'll step up my game. <laughs> um, so mind leading us on your queer journey, Dot? Sure. It's convoluted somewhat. Um, <laughs> That's weird because every other time someone's talked about their queer experience, it's been extremely straightforward with oh, no yeah. obstacles. So like, <laughs> <laughs> this is brand new. I know so many people who are just like, yep, I was, I knew I was gay and I came out and everything was fine in rainbows and it was great. <laughs> rainbows pun unintended. Um, <laughs> So I don't like to talk about my age too much because I feel weird about it, but I'm 41, which is fairly, you know, up there, I guess, in terms of people who are extremely online Uh, and in music. I'm just like, so the weird, the weird part is, is I have cystic fibrosis, which is Mm -hmm. a uh, progressive terminal genetic illness. I have a mild case of it, so it's not like has not been as bad as some other people have had it. Mm. Uh, for example, my sister who uh, had it as well, and she passed away um, nine years ago. No, I'm sorry not to hear nine that years way. ago. I can't. I can't even get it straight. It was eight years ago. Big difference. Um, but yeah, so most of my life, uh, I had a expiration date. I guess. Uh, when I was a kid, I was told, you know, it, it started as like six, then 12, then 16, then most of it, it was 21. So for most of my life, I thought I'm going to make it to 21 and probably not much farther. So I didn't think too much about who I am and what I like and what I want to do. And it was just like, I'm going to, you know, I guess go to school and I guess hang out with friends. But I didn't like think too hard about college or think too hard about a career uh i worked shit retail jobs and hung out with my friends and wasted all my money on dvds and cds <laughs> and getting every possible release the smashing pumpkins and alkaline trio ever put out perfect <laughs> spending a lot way too much time in my room playing guitar to the blue album <laughs> um, <laughs> and just like never thought about it and then i hit 21 and it was like what now <laughs> <laughs> so I kind of just drifted for a while again working like kind of shitty retail jobs or I worked at a movie theater for a long time as a projectionist which side note if you're an introvert is the best possible job because mm. at that point it was all film so you had to like be very you know attentive uh nowadays it's all digital so you could just like hit a couple buttons and walk away when it's right. film it was like you know the theater I worked at had 20 theaters and it was 
constantly like every five or 10 minutes starting another movie. Um, and you're just up there in a dark hallway for eight hours with no one around. You just put an iPod, like put your headphones in, ignore the world. I, I would read, I'd write stuff. And it was just, it was perfect. But oh, also nice. I got super introverted because of it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I did the normal, you know, life stuff. I met people, relationships, fiancés, uh, married, that type of thing. And then a new medication was released, which I was lucky enough to be part of the drug trial for, which kind of alleviated cystic fibrosis symptoms. So, like, I still have it. And they actually have upgraded it to like the next level of medication, which I'm on as well. And it's basically, I'm at the point where uh, I'm not experiencing the issues that come from it. Like there's still like little bits and bobs that come up here and there of like, oh, this isn't how a normal person has a life, I guess. But it's not like, it's not nearly the the time bomb that it was for most of my life. Mm, and wonderful. Yeah, it, it's amazing like my quality like i was never super sick but i would have to be hospitalized every like two three years because i had an exacerbation and then you're in the hospital for a week or two weeks on ivs and then you go home for a week on ivs and it's just you know it's hard it was hard to gain weight and keep it on so i was like very under i looked i was like extremely skinny and skeletal which you know mm -hmm. in some ways not bad <laughs> if you want to be a punk rock musician and you want to have that like you know emo early 2000s look of like i, I don't know gerard way or uh i don't know who else would be it adam lazara from taking back sunday like you know the skinny skinny boy look it wasn't bad but if you're looking to buy into an aesthetic without unpacking like everything oh that comes with that aesthetic then <laughs> exactly if, if you're willing to just like brush past the fat phobia that comes with like the entertainment scene then a hundred percent and it was like i didn't have to like think about it it was just i had to take medicine and i had to eat a lot extra just to cover the nutrition i wasn't getting and it was it was awful i don't mm -hmm. have to do that anymore i used to have to do like nebulizer like asthma inhaler type treatments three times a day I only do them every so often now, so it's not even as big a deal in that respect. Oh. And like my quality of life is the point that I could just have a normal life. And so a few years ago, this was happening, and I'm starting to think, well, I actually have you know a future now, and thinking about what that future is. And the more I thought to myself, the more I was like, I don't know who I am. Like I don't know who I am as a person, other than just this outward appearance I give everybody like of the you know goofy person who doesn't think about tomorrow and loves loves having fun but you know it's you know it's sad sometimes and you know makes music about it and it's great and it's fine I didn't delve any deeper than that I was all surface level and I started seeing a therapist uh talking stuff out and and here's the really strange the 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 uh, impetus I guess like the uh the flashpoint is the movie Thor Ragnarok. Yes. <laughs> I'm listening. I saw that. I saw that. And I saw Chris Hemsworth. And I saw Tom Hiddleston. And I saw Kate Blanchett. And I said, I like that side. I want to be that side. Mm. <laughs> I, guess I saw Kate Blanchett as Hella. And I'm like, I love all of this. Do I like her? Do I want to be here? I don't know. And First, that led me to thinking, well, I'm maybe I'm just maybe I'm bisexual and like delving into that a little bit. And my therapist was like, yeah, look into this a bit more. So I thought, you know what? That makes sense to me. I do want to like kiss dudes and also kiss ladies. And that sounds like a fun thing to do to me. Uh, so I went through the process of coming out to, you know, my, my wife and then my family and then all my friends and everything. And then a year later, decided like figured out, holy shit, I'm trans. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to go through the whole coming out process again. Um, God, you might as well wait on the buy thing, right? Yeah. It <laughs> was knock a, them all out in one go. <laughs> it was a much longer uh, process in between of who I came out to and when. Like, I came out to my wife first. Um, hmm. Because, uh, full disclosure, my our, my stepson is trans. He, he's a trans oh, man. I think he, had, he identifies as non-binary now, but he came out as trans six years ago at this point he like been off and on hrt all that stuff so he's 
he transitioned, got to the point he wanted to, and stopped. And Me. because of that is why I started researching, like, not ideology, but, like, the the psychology of trans people. Because I was trying to understand him better. Because, again, I'm old. Not that I'm, like, like my family was super liberal, progressive, whatever. Not nearly as progressive as I ended up. Right. <laughs> uh, where I'm, like... They're still like, you know, I think Bill Clinton was a good president. And I'm like, fuck that guy. We should just be burning everything down. Um, <laughs> uh, but like, it was not ex- something I was exposed to. And partially, partial part of that is, you know, being an introvert and not really going outside. And th- all the stuff I read when I was younger was like science fiction and quantum physics books. So it wasn't, it was, I guess identity was not an area. Again, I wasn't looking into myself for and also kind of not exploring outside of myself either. So in doing this deeper dive into it, I saw a lot of myself in other people's stories of, you know, growing up and looking in the mirror and seeing a person and knowing that's me because, you know, it's a reflection, but not thinking, oh, that's me in the mirror. Like Mm -hmm. it it was a weird disconnect and always kind of being obsessed with the idea of transformation to the point that like transformers are my favorite thing when I was a kid. And I used to fall asleep like, uh, like huddled under my blanket hoping like okay if I go like this and like stay here long enough and wish hard enough I'll wake up and I'll be somebody else mm. <laughs> or something else and like again like all the signs were there <laughs> throughout my life I just didn't know how to read them and yeah. uh, so I, I came out <clears throat> as trans uh, to my wife and then my friends and bandmates and started kind of pushing my image uh, a little bit like on stage, I'd wear, you know, more feminine clothing and growing my hair out a little bit. And then the pandemic happened. <laughs> and I said, well, fuck this. I'm inside all the time. I'm just going to go hog wild with it. And wore dresses around the house. And like my hair is like way, way longer now. Um, and then eventually I had to come out to my parents, which was a fun conversation uh, to them respectively. <laughs> sure. Yeah. But like 99% of my transition and my, you know, uh, appearance as a woman has been in my own house. Uh, Extremely relatable as somebody who got top surgery this past Halloween. Congratulations. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. Like I I took a lot of transition steps during the pandemic, like the mildly TLDR, I had bought myself a Packer the day before the lockdown. <laughs> and I was like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> All dressed up and nowhere to go. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Come on. <laughs> Awful timing. Just silly. <laughs> well, that happened to me in a certain extent is I got like this, this like, not nearly that level, but I got like an awesome haircut the day before they started locking shit down. And I'm like, uh, I love mm-hmm. this. I'm going to show off everyone. I'm going to go to work and be like, what's up, motherfuckers? And like, nope. 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 Truly, so, truly a, a bummer of a time. Well, that's, that's the bummer. That's the bummer of the pandemic. That's it. Yeah, that's nope, that's 100%. It. The really good thing is that nothing worse happened than that. Oh no! Uh, that was that was all, and anywhere to go but down at this point. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I got to the point where I was coming out to people, um, and it was right around when I started on HRT because it took me forever to find a doctor because I had been recommended this place in Philly, and then I got put on a wait list, and then mm. the pandemic happened, and the wait list got paused for a year. Mm, yep. 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 So my therapist actually recommended a new practice that was fairly close to me that had opened. And I was like, cool. So I made an appointment. And literally the day I went, they're like, yeah, sure. Well, you, we can do this. Just need some blood work. I'm like, Holy, is, is that easy? What? No, I need more complications. No. <laughs> <laughs> Throw me an obstacle, please. <laughs> yeah, my life does not work out this way. What is happening? I love this. Okay, sure. And yeah, so I've been on HRT for eight months at this point and oh, it's, congrats thank you it's awesome and <clears throat> so after that i just said well fuck it i'm going to be coming out to everybody made a facebook <laughs> post saying hey everybody uh i'm a woman uh i'm going to deactivate my facebook account in a month in a week because this place is a cesspool if you want to be friends with me still cool if not fuck off <laughs> 
Mm. All right. And been going from there. So to backtrack a little bit, last year, uh, about halfway into the pandemic, um, my wife had a conversation with me where she said she wanted to be separated. (laughs) And her main, uh, I don't want to say her main part of it was, but a, a, a certain part of it was me transitioning because she doesn't see herself attracted to a trans woman. And I was like, this, this, this is bad. I don't like this at all. I don't mm. like this feeling. I don't like any of this. Uh, and it took a little bit for me to deal with it. And now it's a year later and we're still living together. Mm. Um, we well, Mostly because of the pandemic. Uh, it was not really feasible for anybody to move out sure. uh, medically because, you know, first, I had, the cystic fibrosis makes me especially susceptible to respiratory stuff. And right. before getting the vaccine, I was scared shitless. Yeah, um, absolutely. So recently, uh, we moved into a new house, like within the last few days, backtracking a little bit more from, from today, I had foot surgery three months ago because a knife fell on my foot and tore a tendon. Oh my gosh. And then three weeks ago, I had abdominal surgery for a hernia. So I've just been a, a mess this summer. Oh my goodness. Goodness gracious. Yeah. So I, I, I went from, I am, I've never had a major medical thing other than the one big major medical thing. Other than that. To two surgeries and like, basically I'm not allowed to lift more than 10 pounds and had to walk on crutches for two months. Uh Oof. Well, what now if I... some cis person is like, oh, have you had the surgery? You could be like, <laughs> don't get me started. I've had a <laughs> surgery. Um, but I'm at the point now I'm walking on my own, under my own power. I don't have a walking boot. I'm like, it's starting to get back to normal. And uh, I go for my follow up on the hernia thing next week. And hopefully she'll be like, yes, you could start lifting things again. At which point I'm looking for my own apartment and moving the fuck out. Mm, fair and enough. So it's going to be my like refresh going to be it's it's been a long time to get to where I know who I am, who NDOT is. And now that I'm kind of almost there, it's more exciting And that I was scared before. I was scared of, okay, what's my life going to be like when I come out? What's my life going to be like? Who's going to stop talking to me? Who's going to want to what it's going to have with my family? Uh, and then add on top of that, the whole like not separation thing. Like, what's my life going to be like after that? And now I'm at the point where I'm just like, I just want to get the fuck out of here and start. <laughs> mm. Yeah. And so it's like, I'm at a, not a crisis point. What's what's a good word? Threshold. I'm at the threshold mm. of like the next phase of me. And the next phase of me could be anything. And that's awesome. Yeah. But it's also fucking uh, anxious, anxiety inducing. <laughs> Totally. Yeah. yeah. Understandable. So, <laughs> so long st- TLDR after that, you know, TL. Uh, <laughs> my journey has taken me a lot of places without actually going anywhere. And I'm going to be emerging from a chrysalis within the next month or so. And that, that fucking rips. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's so exciting. That's and wonderful. Yeah. I'm I'm super excited about it. I've never lived on my own. Like I went from living with my parents to living with a fiance who became not a fiance after that when she moved to Japan and said, I don't want to be fiance anymore. All right. (laughs) (laughs) To living with a couple friends to living with my, my partner, ex-partner. I don't even know what to call her roommate um, (laughs) to where I am now. And it's like, I've never been, my own person i've never been out on my own and that rules it's scary and it also rules so it's it's exciting but all of this kind of fed into my music as well if i want to bring it back to that where uh i used to write heavily metaphorical stuff like i'm i'm in a pop punk band so we wrote songs about girls and stuff like that and then i got really tired of that because Mm. misogyny (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right yeah <laughs> i didn't want to be that guy at that point who kept singing about the one girl who 
broke their heart in high school or whatever, you know, however you want to term right, it. Yeah, uh, sure. I didn't want to become brand new at that point. And, yeah. you know, brand new, is, that's a completely different context at this point. So I don't want to get into the whole thing about brand new. But, um, and so like we made a conscious decision in my older band, which was called Robots and Race Cars, to not write about that stuff anymore. We wrote about, you know, our lives, or we wrote like a sci-fi concept album, which rolled. And Ooh. then I carried that over into my own music where it's not about, you know, oh, this girl broke my heart and I hate her. It's more about like, I wrote a concept album where it's, each song is about a planet and each planet's telling a story. But also the subtext is that I got left in, when she moved to Japan. <laughs> right. So it's not like I hate you, but it's like, I'm going to process this through stories. And as time went on, it became less about stories and more about, I'm just going to sing about my life, but in a, not so much the romantic side, but just the social and sociopolitical and emotional side of it, of like Danger Club, our first album was called The Good Times Are Over, and it came out the week of the election 2016. Mm. So the title was kind like not purposely, but it was kind of an omen, I guess. Sure. Yeah. Um, But that was all about the world at that time. It's a lot of it was about, you know, politics and society and not really liking where things were going and my problems with religion, shit Mm -hmm. like that. And then the next thing we did was an EP that came out in January of last year called caustic and exhausted and that's a hundred percent about me realizing i'm trans like Mm. no 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 bones about it and it's still a little bit more hidden at that point and then i said fuck it so everything i've written since then has just been very blatantly about it (laughs) oh yeah i i I listened to a couple of your songs uh that you sent over to us and i'm like this not not that she's intending to be subtle but this isn't subtle at all i know exactly Which is wonderful. I fucking love it. <laughs> yeah. There's a full length I did last year called The Wave Returns to the Ocean, which is literally it's supposed to be about that year in like micro. And it's all about me coming out and, you know, telling the story of me coming out to people. And it's and like how emotional and, you know, angry and sad and happy that can make you. And mm-hmm. then this last year. So, so this year uh, I've done a series of VPs for six songs each, uh, five originals and a cover on each one um, where they're kind of doing the same thing, but in a more macro sense. So it's not so much this one release is about the whole year. It's like each release is about a specific portion of the year. Uh, so the first one, Low Midnight Sun, was subtitled Denial because that was kind of the, uh, the subtextual theme of all of it. Each song is right. kind of about denial, but it's kind of working through uh, my feelings about what's happening with my wife, what's happening with the pandemic. What's And, you know, also saying at the same time, I'm not denying who I am. And then the second EP, which came out in June, which is called Find Meaning in Demons, they're all, it's a lot more punk. Like all the songs there are kind of a little bit more punky and including the first hardcore song I've ever written. Um <laughs> And that's all about anger and just kind of being angry at different aspects of what's happened over the last year or so include. And like, and there's one that's like kind of a sweet, sad song, but it's because anger can be bittersweet and sad. It doesn't necessarily Mm. have to be all screaming and uh, freaking out at people. And then I have a third one, which I've finished, which is coming out in October uh, called uh, the end of the dark, which is themed around acceptance. And it's about, you know, accepting who you are, accepting the way things are and saying, it's okay, you're enough. You're not, you're not going to, you know, flounder. You're not going to fail. And even if you do fail, you can get back up because you're enough. Oh, so that was kind of important to me to like, not just be the the brooding musician sitting in her cave going, oh, everything's, I'm not God. (laughs) Right. Yeah. (laughs) I needed to have some sort of positive and even if it's still kind of a sad positive. Yeah. Mm. That so. mel- melancholy is valid. Indeed. It's nice to hold space for all of those emotions and like the different permutations of them. Yeah. And uh, that was kind of a cathartic thing too. Uh, I 
got to the like I finished the the new one, which isn't out yet, and listened back to it, like just laying in bed with the headphones on in the dark. And I was like, I started crying because I'm like, I've never felt that way about my own music. It never, it does like I made it, so I can't. I don't feel maybe as much of a connection some ways that someone who's not made it can get to it. I kind of want people to feel that. I want people to listen to it and like feel an emotion and like have it affect them because that's the way I feel listening to music. Um, yeah. Listening to stuff like LCD Sound System or Just to Brazil or The Wonder Years. Like I feel like such a deep connection listening to it. It's like a deep emotional well comes up inside me. And I'd never felt that with my own music. And then listening to this new one, I listened to it and I started crying because I'm like, I can't believe like I made this and I finished it. And it's like, a hundred percent what I want to put out in the world. And so I said it to a couple friends and they kind of said the same thing. They're like, this, this is like, this is the best thing you've ever done. And my one friend said, I don't, I don't know how to phrase this anyway, other than this sounds like you. And I don't mean in the way that it sounds like you singing this, this music sounds like it's you as music. Oh, And I'm like, that's the sweetest thing anyone has ever said to me. And I don't know how to process it. Very high praise. Yeah. So I'm at this point now where I've hit like it's a catharsis point, I guess, where in my music career, as well as in my personal life, like I'm on this threshold of like, okay, well, what now? Because this might be the last thing I release under my given name or under NDOT because I have a name change in mind for the near future, but I don't want to like do it yet. Right. I want to make like a clean break of certain things first. Yeah. And so this might be, this is like the literal, like, I mean, end of the dark is, you know, a metaphor for me, but it's also kind of a literal thing at this point where it's the end of a very dark time for the rebellion. And, <laughs> and I, I kind of like, I like not having a plan where I overplan music, like to a insane extent in that, <laughs> Like just this year, I had the plan was to do three EPs and that was it. And now I've ended up doing like a bunch of compilation tracks because people asked me to. And I was like, hell yes, I'll do a My Chemical Romance song or whatever. <laughs> um, right. But I have no plan for next year outside of uh, maybe some friends are remixing things. And that's that's about it. So I'm like, I don't know what to do. I don't know if I'm going to keep doing punk if I can go back and do a weirdo instrumental EP again because I did one and it was super fun if I want to do like something different and that's kind of why I like how it became invisible is that I've never stuck to just one thing. It's always been uh, just whatever I want to at the moment. So you can have like a straight up just punk rock thing and maybe I'll throw some ska in and I did like a new wave song or I did a song on this new one that's coming out where I just used all samples and kind of mixed it around a bit or like kind of country ish. I've never done a metal song. Probably not ever going to. I can't scream very well. Um, <laughs> but You can't scream very well now. That's true. Oh, the power of yet. That's mm. very true. I could always do that. I can like punk rock scream. I can't do like the metal like, ooh, thing very oh, well. Oh, that, that like growl, <laughs> that growl yeah, thing. Like, I want to do like death clocks type stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Um, I'm also not that good of a guitar player, so I don't think I could do death clock type stuff. <laughs> but like yeah i could do like everything is just so wide open and it's weird being positive about a future that i never really believed in for so long mm. so that's me <laughs> i love all of that um yeah. let's move on from the wonderfulness of you to yelling at people. And uh, <laughs> what is something you'd like to tell cishet people for the very last time and then you never have to hear about it again? Stop asking me if I'm going to get surgeries. Oh, There it is. Like, I swear <laughs> to God. Every time I come out to someone... Okay, let me, let me rephrase that. Not every time, but most of the time, at, at some point in the conversation, so are you going to like, you know... Mm -hmm, I'm like... I mean, I don't know. Probably not. But I don't know at this point. And... Why would you ask me that? I literally just came out to you. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like, give me a second to like be me before you start uh, questioning how far or like whatever that means. Like no one's transition is exactly the same and you don't get to dictate what it means. So yeah, yeah stop asking me that question. People mm. truly do think there's just a checklist of items that you have to accomplish in order to be your gender. 
Mm-hmm. When in fact, in order to be your gender, you simply have to be and gender. Good job. You did yeah. it. You're your gender. <laughs> you say, I'm this. And they go, oh, but, but you do- it doesn't matter. Does, you don't have, I don't care. You have a beard. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I've i mentioned it on the podcast before, but it's been a while. So definitely one of the more egregious things that have ever happened to me in terms of that was from another trans person, no less. Mm. Um, I complained on Twitter. I was like, what, like, it was a long day of getting misgendered as a woman. And bearing in mind, I'm non-binary. I'm not looking to be a man. I'm just also not a woman. So, like, I go on Twitter and I'm like, what the fuck is it going to take for people to not call me a woman? Like, I have, how much bigger can my pronoun pins possibly be? And somebody responded, well, you have to get bottom surgery and have a penis. And it's like, (laughs) do you think that people in public are misgendering me because they have access to knowledge about my genitals? And they've got Terminator vision. It latches yeah. onto your crotch. <laughs> Bunch of supermen walking around with x-ray vision. Yeah, that's like the one transition step that were I to take it, that'd probably be the most hidden part. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. yeah. first of all, why would you dare say that to me? And second of all, why would you make such a bad suggestion? Like, I'd <laughs> still get misgendered even if I had a pee-pee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I understand that because I... Like I said, I've only been on HRT for like eight months at this point, so I don't really have much of a chest. But when I, you know, I walk out, I have, I go, if I go out, I have a bra on. You could, there's definitely, it's not like flat there. Like there's stuff happening and people still say, sir. But the weirdest thing is if I'm on the phone, people don't. And I don't think I have an exceedingly feminine sounding voice yet because I haven't really done any voice training. Uh, But I had been misgendered first one way for most of my life when I was male presenting. I would people would call my house and I'd say hello and be like oh hello Mrs. Reed is is I'm like um no this is her son uh <laughs> and now I answer the phone and people go oh hi uh Mrs. Mrs. Reed I'm like uh well it's not Mrs. So it's rude of you to presume but mm, right <laughs> but yes <laughs> why is this so- why what why <laughs> this rule but it's like euphoria but also weird at the same time. <laughs> I feel like cis people have a wheel they spin on uh, what part of the body they will assume is which direction mm. at any given moment. I can't predict it. They're weird. Uh, sorry, cis listeners, if you exist. No, I'm not sorry. Neither am I fucking. Jay could be sorry. I'm not sorry. What the fuck is going on here? Stop being shit. weird. What is your deal? Cut the yeah. shit, cis people. All, all, all the things you're doing about gender, get, put them in the garbage. Start, Stop start it. new. Tear up your credit cards. Start over. <laughs> Blow up some buildings in Delaware. Oh, wait, that was we're, that was. We're all getting off um, the gender grid. <laughs> exactly. Thank you. It's about time. Yes, absolutely. Like and like, don't ask people like if it does not affect you. Do not have to ask people about, like, their medical stuff in general. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. if it's about if you've been vaccinated or not, that's important to know because diseases are contagious. If it's about if I've messed with my junk, extremely inappropriate to ask. Yeah, mm-hmm. super, super so. And so fuck them. Fuck them. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So cis people, write that down. Um, <laughs> so Endot, what is on your gay agenda? I thought a lot about this question and I was like, I want to say something profound and like something meaningful, but I settled on, listen to my chemical romance and just while out. (laughs) That is profound. (laughs) Like everyone listen to my chemical romance and just be as dramatic as possible. My chemical romance and Lord, just be as dramatic as you possibly Mm. can. Fuck Mm. yeah. These are all different flavors of, dramatic that are coming into play here because like Mm. mcr drama is different than lord drama is different than like hosier drama yeah but it's all big that's what that's what matters it has to be big and loud and in your face and i'm sad big or i am angry very big or i want to fuck in a church super big (laughs) 
if you're not tearing your shirt in half while you're singing it, then what are we doing? You know? Exactly. Pick your flavor of drama and commit. Yes. 100%. (laughs) And that's camp. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Jay, want to lead us in the game? Speaking of camp, thank you for that segue, (laughs) CJ. Oh, you got it. Oh, wow. Never said segue and CJ next to each other before. Uh, And that threw me for some reason. (laughs) Mostly Uh, because I don't usually do good ones. Your Twitter name should be CJ stands for segue. (laughs) (laughs) CJ segue. (laughs) Peg like like that stretch segue. (laughs) Segue. Oh, Oh, God. No, my friend. <laughs> well, hello. It's uh, it's me, Jay, your camp counselor. Uh, and today I've thrown together a little trivia game. Uh, and uh, I was taking a look at your uh, your page for how I became invisible, and I saw at the top pinned here your EP "Find Meaning in Demons." Um, so I made a quiz called "Find Meaning in These Demons." Oh yeah. Hell where yeah. I took a bunch of demons from, um, I want to say assorted mythologies. It is mostly Christian mythology, but there's some Judaism and some Islamic mythology thrown in here. And it's multiple choice. So oh I don't need a grand knowledge of demonology for this. CJ is not privy to the answers. So if you want to use them as a sounding board or lifeline, I constantly volunteer them for that position. <laughs> I'll bring my great experience of having gone to a Jesus summer camp. I forget if they mentioned demons there by name, but I'm sure I could suss some stuff out. <laughs> I've I've read a lot of D&D manuals, so that's my experience oh, with demon really. names honestly, and the game Diablo. That might honestly make you more qualified for this game than me. <laughs> I would argue it I would argue it does. <laughs> yes, that's correct. Um and, you know, with every episode we do, I'm like, all right, I'm making these trivia questions. They have less and less to do with gay stuff. But uh, I did try to pick demons who uh, whose names start with the letters in LGBTQIA2 Spirit Plus. Hell yeah. So that's the tenuous thread that ties this to uh, the gay agenda. <laughs> I can't wait for the demon whose name starts with two. <laughs> I, it's, I went with an S. I cheated. That's fair. <laughs> All right, are you or ready? Even a letter T because, like, you could spell numbers too. <laughs> Turns out. True. Anyway, all right, are you ready? Hell yes. All right, for our first question, demonic and feminist icon Lilith is the ex-wife of who? A. Adam. B. Herod. C. James Cameron. A. <laughs> yes, you're correct, Adam. <laughs> Uh, James Cameron has had five marriages, fun fact. <laughs> so I... But Lilith is that, not one of them. That yeah, fucking guy. You know, that's not the reason to roast him. Uh, there's a million reasons to roast James Cameron. But, yeah. uh, one, Mostly but... for Avatar, because what the fuck was that? Yeah, I would I roast already... him for Aliens, because while I do love that movie, people keep saying it's better than the original Alien, which is my favorite movie of all time, and I will fight them. I, they're such different flavors. They are. I, why, why must why, we why? pit two powerful women against each other? Exactly. Exactly. Um, I already literally spent a chunk of today, even though it's just like the afternoon now, I spent a chunk of today yelling at my partner about how James Cameron is an asshole for his adaptation of Titanic. Uh. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> anyway, what a next- day lived. It's, it's 1 p.m. <laughs> Currently. Next demon question. <laughs> Jay's like, shut the fuck up about how I spend my day. <laughs> uh, the class of angels turned demons known as the Grigori are also known by what nickname? A. Seekers. B. Watchers. C. Greg. Um, I would say B. Yes, Watchers! You're two for two. (laughs) I guess that one. I didn't think it was Greg, though. (laughs) Part of me really wanted to say that, though. Uh, I'd like to think it's both. (laughs) One of them is named Greg. Yeah. I mean, who's to say? Yeah, could be. (laughs) We don't know. All right. High-ranking demon lord Beelzebub is known by what title? A. The Outsider. 
B, the catcher in the rye, or C, Lord of the Flies? I want to say Lord of the Flies, but I'm probably wrong. No, you are actually completely correct. Oh, shit. (laughs) You're kidding. Yeah. Yeah, that's where the the title comes from. I mean, I I knew a demon was called that, but I thought it was a trick question because... Like, whenever you see demons represented in other things, like, say, good omens, it, someone else was re- uh, shown with flies all around them, and it wasn't Beelzebub. Mm, I just thought true. the book was because the island had a lot of flies. No. <laughs> Which, based on my experience watching Survivor, is a valid point, thank you. Indeed. There's flies everywhere. I, I guess. <laughs> they got flies all over the place. And hermit crabs? Man, don't get them started. My version of Lord of the Flies, which is just called Lord of the Hermit Crabs. Yes! Uh, And it's just about the hermit crabs from the song CJ wrote for our Craigslist musical. Fuck yeah. All right. Next we have my personal favorite demon, Titavellis, who is in charge of a specific everyday inconvenience. So is he in charge of A, missing items? B, spoiled food, or C, typos? I want to say C. Typos? You're right. (laughs) Holy shit. (laughs) I just thought that was the funniest one. Fuck yeah. Yeah, no, you know how, uh, you know, people had to write out books by hand all the time and monks had to just like write out a million versions of the Bible. So if they like misspelled a word, it ruined their fucking week. Yeah. Titavillus. Incredible. (laughs) Oh my god, that's extremely good. (laughs) He's my favorite. (laughs) All right, we're getting a little seasonal now. Thanks to uh, movies and and more people talking about it, uh, Santa's evil cohort Krampus has become more popular. Uh, But how does one celebrate a Krampus run, also known as a Krampuslauf? It's, It's got drinking and parades and what? A, making sculptures out of twigs, B, uh, howling at the moon, or C, just just scaring the shit out of each other. I want to say the twigs. Ah, no, it is just ah, scaring the shit out ah, of each other. <laughs> incredible. Oh, I, I hate getting things wrong. That's your first one so far. So, I mean, overall, you're still kicking my quiz's butt. So, I mean, I like used to watch Jeopardy and get mad if I got something wrong. And I'm like, I'm, I'm not on Jeopardy. It, doesn't, it means nothing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Final three. Uh, the class of demons from Islamic mythology, the Ifrit, are associated with what element? A, fire. B, water. Or C, hydrogen fire i knew this yes one. <laughs> correct nice that's 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 dds shit to me <laughs> uh according to the testament of solomon another high-ranking demon lord asmodeus hates two things more than anything else what two things does asmodeus hate a salt and trees b water and birds or c mice and men fuck i'm gonna say c no, oh, it's water and birds. <laughs> Yo, fuck birds. Uh, Asmodeus, Asmodeus hates water and birds because, quote, uh, they both remind him of God. Oh, oh sure, yeah. <laughs> All right. Like, I look at a parrot, I'm like, that's Christ-like. <laughs> but, like, I thought birds aren't real. That's the thing I keep seeing. So mm. where does that fall in there? I was going to respond, but I think that'd be uh, too spicy for the podcast. Uh, (laughs) My instinct was there. All right. (laughs) I'm an atheist, but for birds. (laughs) (laughs) Or no, I'm more bird agnostic. I'm open to the existence of birds, but I haven't seen any hard proof one way or the other. Mm. All right. Are you ready for your last demon question? Let's do this thing. Light this candle. All right. Perhaps the most famed demon of all, Satan. Uh... In the book of Revelation, what form does Satan take? Is it A, a two-headed serpent, B, a great red dragon, or C, Tilda Swinton? It's gotta be C, right? I mean, I want it to be, but I think it's the two-headed dragon. There was a two-headed snake or a red dragon. Oh, sorry, two-headed. Oh, you know what? Let's say the red dragon. Fuck it. Ah, nice swerve. It is the dragon. Yeah. (laughs) 
I knew it was oh a dragon, goodness. but for some reason in my head, I heard two-headed dragon and red dragon. So you uh, you killed it. You, but you knocked that quiz out of the park. Tilda Swinton is probably also Satan. Yes, but in like the cool way. I've yeah. seen I've seen the noted documentary Constantine starring Keanu Reeves. Ah, uh, uh, yes, of course. Oh wait, I shit, she's not, an angel in that. Not the I have not mm. watched that one. I have seen the music video where she plays David Bowie and David Bowie plays her though, and it fucking <laughs> rips. That's delightful. Nice. Thank you so much for being on the show. And dot, is there anything you'd like to plug? Yes, I would like to plug all my music. <laughs> you can go to uh, howibecameinvisible.com. Or search How We Became Invisible on uh, Spotify or Apple Music or any of those various music streaming things. I mean, everyone uses Spotify, and I hate that company, but it's kind of hard to escape it right now. Um, uh, You can look up Danger Club. It's dangerclubpa.com. Same thing. Find them on all the music sites. Uh, Take Today, which is taketoday.com. Same thing. Find them on all the music sites. There's another band called Take Today from Scotland who are trying to jack our shit, and they can go. You can just walk into the sea, as far as I'm concerned. But <laughs> uh, we have some stuff coming out soon. Maybe uh, How We Became Visible has a new EP coming out in two months, which will be up for pre-order in two weeks, and there will be a new song available then, which is maybe the best song I've ever written. Um, so I'm super excited about that uh, and you can follow me on Twitter at n.read n-d-o-t-r-e-e-d same things on Instagram follow me on either of those places I am a hot queer fucking mess <laughs> uh, if you want to tweet your favorite demon to me I'm on Twitter at underscore glitter goblin underscore it is uh, a place where I go once a week to vent about my, my ongoing mental breakdown <laughs> and you can find my gay agenda on apple podcasts spotify stitcher and all the various podcatchers whichever one you're on if they got a review or rating system if you want to go ahead and toss us something there it's really nice and we like it um you can also find us on various social medias including facebook and on instagram and twitter at gay agenda cast If you would like to join us on a slightly more exclusive and financial level, you can also join us on patreon.com slash mygayagenda, where we have been posting at least monthly exclusive content. Uh, Soon I'm going to be posting an episode of Tim and I watching High School Musical 2 as I slowly (laughs) indoctrinate him into the High School Musical-averse. And you can join us on there like Rachel... Demon Slayer Higgins, Quentin J. Alexander, Jim Nolan, and Tiny Sneal. Thank you so much for joining us. Until next time, put this in your gay agenda. Change the world. Love yourself. Try and learn something new about yourself today. Yeah. 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 I like it. Yeah. (laughs) And that's our gay agenda. That's our gay agenda. That's our gay agenda.